Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. Previously on Out Now with Aaron and Abe. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Abe. You're not Aaron. Yes, I am Aaron. What? You are? But... You sound like you have an accent now. What are you talking about? I've always been part Latino. You have been? Oh, I, I, I guess I just never really uh, really paid attention to that fact. Abe, this just goes to show you that you don't pay any attention at all to my heritage. Oh, well, I, I'm sorry, Aaron. I, I really just... I, I guess I should be a little bit more perceptive. I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm just kidding, man. This is Jose. Aaron's actually in the back of my pickup truck. Uh, I mean, in South Africa. Wait a minute. Is he gone? Oh my gosh, guys. I think the gates are open. We're free to go. We're free. Yes! No more tyranny of... of... Warden Aaron. Dun-dun-dun. Creepy organ music. I think that... I think that... This is it! <laughs> so long, Aaron! We finally got rid of you and sent you to the coasts of Africa. End scene. Yes. (laughs) We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Abe, and Aaron is on vacation in South Africa. And I hope that he's having a good time. He's Instagramming a lot. Out Now is a film podcast, which has uh, Aaron and I discussing new movies weekly. We also bring in discussions about the latest movies, trailers, box office results, predictions, a callback to past films, similar to the main feature of the week, and games and other fun stuff. As always, this episode of Out Now is brought to you by HHW LOD Podcast Network. This is episode, I think, 130. Woo! Uh, yeah, it's yeah. getting up there. Let's see here. We've got a couple of different voices here you might have heard. Uh, first off, we have a friend of the show, Jose Cordova. Jose. Woo! How are you? Hey. Doing all right. And you might not recognize the next voice. But it's actually new friend of the show, Taylor Vaughn. Hi, guys. What's going on? Taylor is friends with Leah, and they have awesome personalities, and they sound very similar. (laughs) (laughs) I basically talked until I was like, you guys got to introduce me. I got to get on the show. (laughs) <laughs> this is awesome this i is... forced your hand really that's that's great we we, we okay. love when people physically abuse their friends to try and get on the show that's how i got here <laughs> i think that you you smuggled me into the back of a trunk or something like that jose i, I can't remember because i was drugged 
<laughs> and the main feature of the week is obviously Hunger Games Catching Fire, or as they say, book number two. <laughs> so, just some quick uh, introductory statements here. Uh, iTunes reviews and ratings, we'd love to get them. I think we put up a post here on the Facebook page last week. Uh, just help us out. We we love it, and you know, helps everybody out. We'll also put your name in a raffle for a prize pack. And let's get into Know Everybody, where we ask each other a couple questions, uh, just to set the tone for the podcast of the week, and better get to know everybody. So, uh, Jose, I'm going to let you start. Sure. Um, I asked this question last time I was on, and I think it's a, a, it's a good one still, and I figured out how to ask it without confusing people. <laughs> so, uh, uh, if Taylor... Yeah, I'm there, here. Cool. Um, what's... What's a movie that you liked? Uh, that's a book adaptation that you liked the movie, but you didn't like the book. If you can think of one, um, I would say most recently um, was Beautiful Creatures that just came out a while ago. Didn't like. Thank you, you super, for saying well. that. Um, yeah, yeah. It. I, I really liked the movie and the the book. Basically, it was tough because the book went in such a different direction than the movie movie i felt like a lot of times the book they were just going on and on and on about stuff and the movie really kind of kept it flowing and really set it up for if they do other movies soon um whereas in the book half the time i knew like i liked the general plot line but i felt like i just wanted to throw the book across the room um, <laughs> if they kept being so sappy and like you know oh i love you no but you're my life, but I love you too. But he loves like, you is more. this Twilight again? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think if they if I if they keep going with um the movie, then um I think it'll be it'll be a good setup. But yeah, yeah. the books needed to chill a little bit on the romance. I, I heard yeah. that the movie wasn't that all that bad, and I think Aaron gave it a pass as well. So cool. yeah, I think unfortunately it made like eight dollars, but <laughs> <laughs> the but I really liked it too. I think it was a Cordova. Yeah. <laughs> I think people gave it a bad rap because it was like, you know, in this this long line of, uh, you know, young adult fiction adaptations. But I thought that they knew exactly what they were working with. And uh, there's a lot of is it Emma Thompson. Who's the. Yeah. She was great in that. And oh. Jeremy Irons. And everybody knew exactly what they were there for. And I, yeah. If you haven't seen it, Abe, just like watch it and like, I don't know, have a beer or something. It's actually, <laughs> yeah. it's like surprisingly funny and stuff. It's, it's really good. And. And the and the actor who plays the main character who I'm blanking on in the book, he was kind of like a southern, you know, he's kind of he kind of seemed like a dope. But I think it's in the movie, oh my oh yeah, he was so funny, and he stole like that entire movie, even with you know big wigs like Emma Thompson. I think he's also I, Dane DeHaan's doppelganger, but that's <laughs> yes. And actually, the thing that somebody said that. Um, I actually really agreed with, and I hadn't thought of, hadn't thought about watching the movie was that, that he reminded them of like a young DiCaprio. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that too. Someone told me that. Yes, and I totally saw it after, as soon as I, you know I read that. I was like, yes, it's like similar energy and stuff too. Well, if you go with that logic, that means that Dane DeHaan is also a clone of Leonardo DiCaprio. So, I guess Leonardo that, DiCaprio is just really trying to take over the movie industry. <laughs> yeah, we just need a movie with like all three of them where they play the same character in different stages of their lives. Oh my god. The curious great. case of Benjamin Button Part Two. Part two, Leo DiCaprio. Love it. <laughs> Alright. Uh Taylor, your turn to ask your question. Okay, so 
Um, there's been a lot of, I know we'll probably talk about trailers a little bit later, Mm -hmm. but there's been a lot of trailers, I feel like, recently that have been setting up movies that are coming out months and months and months in advance. Obviously, the Christmas holiday crazy movie time is coming up, but what is a trailer that you guys have seen that either the movie's, you know, coming out months from now that you're excited about or, or, you know, something that you're kind of like, wow, they're putting out a trailer for this already for 2017? Because I feel like <laughs> as things vamp up, there's more and more lead time for to vamp up these big, big movies, especially with stuff like The Hunger Games. Absolutely. Let me know. Cap is like next year, so that's not that... Okay. Although, I mean, that kind of makes sense for them to, to throw in the Captain America stuff now with the yeah. release of, like, Thor and, and whatever yeah. else just to get you in Marvel Phase 2 mode. Um, quite honestly, I'm surprised that I haven't seen anything for Star Wars just yet, but I guess they're, they're still filming, so that's that's a stupid thing for me to say. They're still, like, writing that partially, aren't they? <laughs> Probably, yeah. But that's um, true, though. I'm surprised there's not even, like... A teaser you know, or something like that? Just a yeah. teaser of, like, just anything that fans could go crazy for. I mean, maybe that'll be something for Comic-Con coming up. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Guys, quick, make one. But, I mean, that that's, like, that's like two years away. Well, yeah. yeah. 15? Yeah. 2015, yeah. That's what I was trying to th- I was trying to think if there's any trailers for anything coming out in 2015 that I can think of off the top of my head that I've seen. Well, I mean, I guess I'm looking at this release date here. The Lego movie is coming out in February 2014. That's Is that ways away? Uh, I mean, I feel I feel like I saw that Lego trailer like a couple months ago too. Yeah, uh, yeah. It started early. Yeah, well, if we yeah if we go by that, I mean, the Captain America trailer came out at least a month ago because it was out maybe a little bit before yeah. Thor. Yeah, uh, and that's not till April. April yeah, next year. Yeah, it is crazy though. Like, you see trailers, how much lead time right. with all like much stuff going on, you know, with the internet and everything. How much lead time these trailers are now needing? I mean, I feel like if I see a trailer. Three weeks before a movie, I sit there going, "Not enough time, guys. Like, not <laughs> enough time. Nobody's yeah. gonna be there. It'll be me and Jose." <laughs> yeah, Beautiful Creatures Part Two. Yes, sixteen dollars opening weekend. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right. I think it's just part of the the fact that even outside of summer, movies are becoming these big like events. Right. And so you need like I don't know, like a or- year to to build like, you know. Mm-hmm the following and everything else which is almost a double-edged sword if you think about it because you're asking folks to be really excited and then you're kind of putting all these chips in with marketing efforts and whatever else and if it kind of flops your sol which is a bummer yeah yeah no that's true i mean like you look at like stuff like john carter and you know i gotta get those mcdonald's kids meals you know all that set up you gotta get those toys yeah (laughs) i mean come on those sweatshops aren't working for nothing seriously (laughs) <laughs> on a different note, which is sort of related, um, that kind of brings up the, the point of how quickly things get turned around from theaters to DVDs now. Because yeah. back in the day, it used to be a, like a year or something like that, maybe over a year before something came out onto VHS. Uh, I remember when I saw Terminator 2, I had to wait like a year before I could actually purchase it. Um, but now it seems like if it doesn't do well, obviously they're going to release it sooner. But even if it does do well, uh, it's probably within like a six month time frame that they release things, maybe even less than that. So yeah, yeah, and that's not if I feel like yeah, geez. no, I think it's less because I had a notification the other day from Amazon the other day that uh, the World's End is like available now. Wow, and that was like what dozen three months theaters, ago? Like dozen theaters, like yeah, <laughs> not that, yeah, long that was like tail end of summer. Yeah, 
crazy. Maybe not a month ago. I'm crazy. And then I feel like <laughs> you can get it on demand you know, before. There's that whole market of getting stuff on demand before it's in theaters or right before it hits DVD. Um, I know Hunger Games went up on, the first movie went up on Netflix, I think. I don't know if it had been already out or what, but they did a huge push wow. for it, you know, obviously coming into this weekend, which I thought was properly timed. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Probably with book sales as well. Oh, yeah. For right. So. Sure. As I'm, as I'm going through it. <laughs> All right. Uh, was that question directed at anybody in particular, by the way, Taylor? Tyler? Taylor? Taylor? Taylor, yeah. He, he, I respond <laughs> to many things. No, um, it can, no, it can be to, to, to both of you, I guess. Okay. All right. So I'll ask the next question then. All right. Sure. So, Jose. All right. You're in the Hunger Games, and you've got this ploy to work with your district member. Do you hope that the person is more intelligent or strong? Uh, I say strong. I'm currently not in the best shape. <laughs> and so uh, just to balance out, you know, I, th- I think I'm, I'm decent enough in the intelligence department. Gotcha. And so to really make this alliance worthy, I think I need like a big, you know, like 6'3", 235 pounds, all muscle, uh, GTL all day kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Or yeah, girl. Perfect, perfect pairing, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can get an Amazon woman to protect you out there. Exactly. Then you know we can if if we find ourselves at the last two people, we can pull like Katniss and and Peta, and then save ourselves. Yeah. Like both of us. That'd yeah. be that'd be really scary if you married like the the woman from who played Mother Russia in Kick Ass too. She's just <laughs> that, that's kind of gross. Isn't it? <laughs> but it's, it's not gross. We eat each other. We're gonna eat these berries. Yeah. No, I eat them for Mother Russia. Like, <laughs> no, please don't. You do what you got to do in yeah, the arena. Exactly. You do what you think is best for me, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, uh, Taylor. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Abe mentioned this as an example question, but I just think it's a good question. Uh, so <laughs> in the arena, what's your weapon of choice? Okay. I, I thought about this as soon as you said it as an example. And my immediate response was to go with an axe like of some sort but then i'm thinking about it and they do i mean obviously especially they do a lot of running i mean yeah the landscape place, and that's yeah i mean that that that's heavy and i don't want to carry that around <laughs> and um what do you say about jenna malone's character i i, I don't know um but I think I think honestly I'm not good at archery so I wouldn't be able to pull a Katniss. I feel like I would probably injure myself before. <laughs> so I think I think I think my weapon of choice would would have to be some kind of spear or spear spear, thank you. Spear. Um that I could, you know, throw at people and then and then hunt with as well. Although I say that and then it's stuck in someone and I don't have a way to defend myself. <laughs> you you clip them you know, in the I'm foot and they run off with your spear and that's I know I'm like spear. Oh god. <laughs> But um, um, yeah, I think something something that that you could hunt with as well. Um, and then I don't know. They don't have they don't have guns in the Hunger Games, right? No, they don't have no, any guns. No, not in the arena. I don't think so. Yeah. Not in the arena. Um, but uh, or, or you know what? I'll just I, I think my, my my skill would be to hide really well. I'd be one of the people who camouflages themselves, and just huh. wait and trip people at the last minute and see if that works. There you go. Yeah, that'd be my, that'd be my weapon of choice. Hide it <laughs> really well. We don't like 
Well, they need protectors. <laughs> we need to well, wait, yeah, we'll make an elaborate we, deal. We are not career it. tributes. No, God, no. <laughs> all right, Aaron might be with all his hiking. He's yeah, he's ready. He's probably ready for that. Yeah, he's, he's going to have like the a uh, you know disc golf um, <laughs> frisbee <laughs> with like blades on the edges or something, and he's just oh, going to run around decapitating uh, people. He's like Hawkeye. He's got different forms of disc golf discs yes exactly things it's one's like an explosion. we know we know he's accurate yeah that's basically all he does when he goes out there with that those shoots like 65 under par or whatever exactly damn i'd be afraid i'd ally myself with him there you go <laughs> me and aaron all the way <laughs> it makes perfect sense all right okay all right so in the in the beginning of of the hunger games i'm not giving any Anyway, but as everyone knows, there's like the whole capital parade of, you know, let's wear something that represents the capital and things like that. Um, Abe, if you had to pick a fancy outfit to intimidate everybody, uh, you know, all the other tributes, what what do you feel like you would want to wear? I mean, and, and feel, you, you know, feel free to, to, to go crazy on this one because it's the capital and they, they have a lot of technological advantages with outfits what do you think and i feel like people are, are going to be cheering for me no matter what so i'd actually go with that uh that awesome velociraptor suit that's in that japanese prank video as well as nice. the one the one where uh i think that they have it at, at when you have that that real live dinosaur experience where the guy's just like you know he, he's standing in that suit and he runs around and he looks like a velociraptor i just be scared i'd be like hey guys Here's a corny joke before I pretend to run after you at 60 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> now all I need is like a game warden to, to show, to stare at while my other two friends come in from the sides, like in Jurassic Park. So. <laughs> <laughs> Clever girl. I like that. I feel like, I feel like that, would, that would be intimidating. I could see, um, I could see Caesar, who's played by Stanley Tucci, having a lot of fun. That's so, Abe, tell me your inspiration behind this. Outfit with his teeth. Yeah, with exactly. Uh, it's, it's set of... And then Abe just hisses at exactly, That's what I was thinking too. I was just big. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd be like, uh, I'd be clicking a lot. Like, the arena game. <laughs> <laughs> just give me a door, and I'll be able to open it with my claws. So. And then you can just you can just take that into the arena. I could. Yeah, you're set. But wouldn't wouldn't that be easy to spot? They'd they'd be like, well, look, there's the dinosaur. Well, it's just. <laughs> well, it could be a decoy too. True. Yeah. It works in multiple mysterious ways here. <laughs> All right. Okay. So here's a question for both of you, and I think this will be the last one. Um, you guys are both from your own different districts. What is your district known for? You know, for instance, like District uh, 12 is known for mining, etc. Um, and I think the district, uh, remember what else? But yeah, what would you just there's like a know? Yeah, there's like the fishing district and yeah. all of that. Yeah. Um, drawing for real life, I'm going to say foreclosure. <laughs> um, oh, Stockton, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, police sirens. Um, no, uh, let, let me see if I can think of something actually cool. <laughs> Dentistry for the University of the Pacific. Um, I feel like, oh, mind me. We can make say, stuff, right? This doesn't have to be out of the yeah, 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be anything. Oh, I, I was just joking with the foreclosure. But... 
<laughs> I mean, if you guys did some examples, District 2 is in charge of, like, stone cutting and fighting, weapon making. District 3 is electronics. District 4 is fishing. 5 is electrical power. 6 looks like it's transportation. 7 is lumber. 8 is uh, textiles. 9 is grain. 10 is livestock. 11 is agriculture. And 12 is mining. You know what? I want to be in District 3 so I can get the new iPhone. Uh, because i'll tell you what i still have a four and it is just struggling right now um no but seriously i feel yeah for practical reasons nothing to do with the arena um i know i think probably something with i wanted to have something with like electronics can the internet be a district could that be something like you have have you'd be district 14 the internet service provider the isp that would be that would be me because I feel like I spend a lot of time um, on the as Leah says on the interwebs. <laughs> cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, I just I when you said livestock district, mm-hmm. that just I I I'm a I like to say I'm a carnivore because um, <laughs> <laughs> I eat very little vegetables. Um, so that that sounds great for me, dude. That makes I, sense. I, I've seen district uh, eleven or sorry twelve. They are always hungry. Oh, man. they are. They are. I want some like Kobe beef in my district. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you wanted that because you wanted to hang out with the animals and connect. You're like, no, man, I want to eat no, that. I'm going to eat yes, them all of exactly. them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having Kobe beef. I'm having euros, a Greek style. <laughs> but what happens when like the district police come in? They're just like, no, nobody can have anything. We buy them off with food. <laughs> Here, take this boar. Exactly. Who doesn't want bacon? <laughs> uh, probably a lot of people, but that's a different story. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, the end of No, Everybody, and I guess that's how you play No, Everybody. All right, then. Moving right along here, we've got our awesome, awesome intro into Trailer Talk. So the first trailer we're going to talk about is Muppets Most Wanted. Jose, what did you think of Muppets Most Wanted? Um, I thought it was pretty funny. Um... Confession time. I actually did not watch The Muppets. Oh, really? Yeah. What? Yeah. The, what was that? 2011? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one with yeah, the Jason I, Segal. Yeah, it came out around Christmas time, right? And so usually for the holidays, I end up going to Mexico. And so I missed it in theaters, and then I just never got around to watching it. Um, so I still need to watch that, and I keep meaning to watch it just because I like Jason Segel a lot from How I Met Your Mother and everything else. Yeah. Definitely um, need to but, watch it. It's up there. You, you got to get on it like right after this podcast. <laughs> I, I will do that. I will, I will watch that and football at the same time for the rest of the day. Um, um, no, but the, this trailer actually looks pretty good. Um, you know, there's there's an inherent silliness to everything that the Muppets do. Mm-hmm. So, um, which which I always enjoy because I, you know, who doesn't love being silly? Um, so there was a lot of funny jokes that I liked in here. Um, I think, oh man, there was one that I was kind of ashamed of laughing, which is when she says, you know, turn off the lights in the prison. <laughs> and she like stumbles. Over. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't help myself. Um, just between that and um, um, I like, uh, even though I haven't seen the movie, I like Walter the new Muppet. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He seems cool. And uh, yeah, I, I just like what's going on. Um, the, uh, the uh, oh, I can't forget. I can't believe I forgot his name. The the guy from the the, the office, the original. Uh, oh, Ricky Gervais. Oh, Ricky thank Gervais. you. Jeez. Um, yeah. No, his joke about his last name. Um, <laughs> it's that really got. <laughs> yeah, that really got me too. Um, so yeah, I need to I need to go watch the first one. Yeah, it's I definitely worth it. This one. 
Taylor? What I what I love about the, oh I was gonna say what I love about the Muppets is they always do a really great job of bringing in celebrities and and comedians who are like just perfect for every every role they do. Um, like Ty Burrell when he's standing there being like, oh check out my badge yes. is just hysterical. I mean he and he he's talking oh this is my small car it is illegal because it is so big. I just, and between him and Tina Fey and Ricky Gervais, I just, like, there's all, and then I think at one point you see, like, Puff Daddy or P. Diddy, I can't yes. remember what he's going by yeah. now, but, you know, there's so many, there's so many celebrities that always make cameos, it always makes, you know, and you open the door, and it's, you know, Tom Cruise, or, or <laughs> something like that, so I, I think that, honestly, because I always want to hate on the Muppets sometimes. Just cause I'm like another one again, again. But I saw this trailer and I was really pumped. Like I, I actually am super excited to see it. Yeah, me too. I mean, this trailer, I mean, the first one was pretty funny too, and I, I love, I love the songs in them. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, There's this trailer that. had me rolling because of the uh, the CIA badge and the Interpol badge thing that you're talking about. It's like, no, yeah. I think that you were mistaken. This is my real badge. And it's just a giant <laughs> one that the <laughs> that Tybra has on his chest. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of Ty Burrell, especially because he's such a dope in Modern Family. Yeah, I kind of take yeah. it uh, that he's gonna do a funny job. But I definitely like the the cat the core cast here: Ricky Gervais, uh, Tina Fey, and Ty Burrell. And the cameos look pretty amazing. So um, Tom Hiddleston, as well as a, a really awkward line from Danny Trejo, which I won't spoil, but. <laughs> definitely have to watch the trailer but i'm excited for it and i know that it's i don't think it's directed by the oh it is directed by the the same guy um as Robin. but jason seagal is is not in in this one so uh seagal seagal i don't know i think seagal, seagal but i like seagal because that makes me think like he's related to steven, steven seagal, seagal. <laughs> which would be the best thing in the world ever <laughs> under siege part five steven seagal in this <laughs> <scene>. <laughs> <laughs> Muppets Most Wanted comes out March 21st, 2014. Our next trailer is uh, Divergent. Yes. Taylor, any of your thoughts on Divergent? Okay, I have to admit, guys, like, I finished watch, reading The Hunger Games, and I was so jonesing for another book that I jumped straight into this series. Really? I could not be more excited for this movie to come out and this whole another franchise of amazing um, movies. I... When I saw the trailer, I was really, I was really excited because there's a lot of like back setup that you have to get to even get to the story, which I won't spoil. Yeah. But um, the main character Triss, who's obviously played by um, Shailene Woodley, I hope I get that right. Um, I'm excited to see her uh, kind of evolve into her character because as you see in the trailer, she's, you know, the whole they say, you know, you have to pick a fact action and you have to say which side you're on and um they find out that as you see in the trailer that she's um what they call divergent and they can't pick a side so I'm, I'm excited to see kind of how they're gonna make that into the movie the trailer was good I think they definitely left a little things a couple of things out um which I won't spoil but a couple of things that I think if you haven't read the books that you might be a little bit confused about what the rest of the story is about mm -hmm. um like you know you're kind of gonna watch it and be like so they just gotta pick where they're going where there's a little bit more meat to the story um but i'm really excited too for um 
the character of Four, who is smoking hot, just saying. <laughs> smoking hot. Um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a good one. I, I'm excited. I, I, I have a feeling we'll probably get a couple more trailers, possibly. Right. Um, right. But uh, I think so far they did a good job. And Kate Winslet is going to be amazing um, as Janine Matthews, the president of the Erudite faction. There you go. So, um, yeah, it's going to be good. I'm, I'm pumped. Jose? Jose? Cool. Um, <clears throat> I don't think I'm quite as, as high on it as Taylor, um, probably because I haven't read the book. Um <laughs> Yeah, I haven't read the book, so um, but I I've been meaning to just because I, I heard this was like the next, the next you know big big one on tap that's going to be adapted, and it actually seems kind of interesting. Like, there's been a couple, you know, there was beautiful creatures. I didn't read the book. Um, there was the host. I didn't read the book or watch the movie because frankly, it seemed like a waste of my time. Um, <laughs> and um, but most recently, um, the last time I was on was for Ender's Game, and that's pretty much my favorite book. Uh, um, and I was happy with the way that turned out. So I understand, like, your enthusiasm. Um, but the, the trailer at least looks interesting. Um, I think that all of these movies have a trouble distinguishing themselves from another. Yeah. Um, especially just, just based on the trailer, you know? Right. Um, but it has a lot going for it in that I like... Um, I like I love Shailene Woodley. She was great in The, the Descendants. And yeah. I'm still, you know, kind of sad that she's not going to be Mary Jane anymore. <laughs> So, so I'm really pulling for her for this movie to do well. You should definitely check think... out the Spectacular now, which came out the this summer. Um, yes, stars I've her. Been, and, I've uh, been meaning to watch that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Stellar. Yeah, that's another guy who I think is like a you know up and comer. Yeah, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of like good young actors coming up, which is cool. Um, I know Taylor yeah, Lautner. That guy's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's who I was talking about. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, but yeah, but but overall, like the trailer has some interesting bits in it. Um, and like I was saying, the cast seems cool. Um, Kate Winslet, you know, for sure. Um, but yeah, Shailene Woodley, I'm rooting for her, so I'm I'm hoping this movie is good and does well. Yeah, I'm kind of in your camp, Jose, where I thought that the trailer was okay. I, I think that it does have a hard time distinguishing itself. Uh, from a lot of young adult novels about, uh, I guess, sort of finding yourself and stepping up and finding courage and going against the status quo. Uh, one thing I am yeah. excited about is the director of the film, uh, Neil Berger, or as I say in French, Neil Berger. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he's not French. But he directed uh, The Illusionist, The Lucky Ones, and Limitless, which uh, which had Bradley Cooper in it and Robert De Niro. And I thought Limitless was actually a pretty well-done film. I, I, I like that one a little bit more than possibly the... Uh, the the sea of critics out there so uh, i'm excited about that and uh, the writer the i guess there's a few writers that adapted the book i mean it's uh it looks like some guy or i'm sorry not some guy but um the person who also wrote snow white and the huntsman and i thought there was some funny stuff in that or some funny lines in that film for chris hemsworth um but we'll see he's also writing teenage mutant ninja turtles and gi joe 3 so uh, I'm kind of excited to see where it goes, but for the most part, I'm kind of just eh, um, waiting for more. A little bit apathetic about it. That's it. I I I'm I love that you guys have that kind of feeling because again, I'm not sure people who haven't read it, and yeah, I I, I kind of was like, wait, but what? Wait, what? We'll see. Definitely. All right. So that's trailer talk. Let's move on to our main review now for the Hunger Games: Catching Fire. Ready to work? There she is, Captain 17! The girl on fire! 
want you guys to forget everything you think you know about the games. Last year was child's play. This year, you're dealing with all experienced killers. Any last advice? Stay alive. Uh, that was some of the trailer for The Hunger Games Catching Fire. The Hunger Games Catching... Or, I'm sorry, yeah, Hunger Games Catching Fire is the second film and the follow-up to The Hunger Games. It brings back Katniss Everdeen and Peter Malark, as well as their families, as they go and present themselves as the victors of the 74th Hunger Games. And so they're on this victory tour. Uh, they are still being hated on by the Capitol and the President Snow, played by Donald Sutherland who has nefarious plans for them. Uh, so I'm sure that uh, funny hijinks ensue. Um, Taylor, what did you think of The Hunger Games, Catching Fire? Okay, I love this movie. I thought they did a really great job of um, really setting up a lot of the... Again, there, a lot of these books, like I feel like there's that come into movies, they have such a hard time because there's so much setup that they have to do to really get you in the mindset of the character because you don't have that internal dialogue. Okay obviously reading page by page of their internal thoughts. So, again, not giving anything away, I think that they did a good job. You know, obviously in the beginning they have this victory tour and they really kind of set up the turmoil that is Pan Am and is the aftermath of the 74th um, Hunger Games. And um, then even getting in, then that's all before even getting into the games. Um, you know, I think there were some changes made from the book, which I won't spoil, but... They, I didn't, I wasn't like, oh no, they left this part out. If anything, um, it kind of moved it along. So I really liked it. And I thought that they did a great job, especially comparing the capital to the rest of the, the districts and, and setting up that dichotomy of wealth versus extreme poverty. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and yeah, some, I felt like in the first movie, there was so, so much time spent in the games and there was so much violence to the point people, you know, I remember people were saying, what is this Hunger Games movie? Like, you want to go see kids kill each other? Right. That this time in the games, it was more like psychological and strategic violence that it was completely different. Like, I'm glad they really did a good job of distinguishing, like, all right, it's not, it's not just going to be a ton of people slaughtering each other. You really got into the psychological mindset of the characters and, and what was was going on. To, the, to one point where I literally, like, had my hands in front of my face wow. being like oh no something's about to happen and i'm not sure what but i'm scared even though you so, read the um, book <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> that's how good book. of a movie it is so i i knew but i still you know because there were small changes and they've set it up so well so you were so invested in each character and, and the overall you know dangerous themes that i was still like what if they what if they blow someone up at a nowhere so um but yeah i liked it and i think it's really good it, it left you really excited for the next um two movies i think they're splitting the next book into two yeah. so yeah. um which when i read that i was like really you're splitting the, the third book into two yeah, no one's ever done that before i know that's true they will make money but in my head i'm like come on nobody's ever done that before so um but yeah i really liked it i left it super excited for the next two movies for sure right I enjoyed this movie. Um, I really enjoyed this movie, actually. Um, I think I actually probably like it a little better than um, the first movie. And that might just be partially, too, because I enjoyed the second book more than the first book when I when I did read the original series. 
I think that this movie is paced a little better than the first one. Uh, and I think it's actually paced better than the, the book itself. The book spends a lot of time in the beginning kind of with Katniss, um, you know, spending time in District 12 and stuff before they head on the tour and do all that. And, you know, uh, Taylor mentioned that you don't get a lot of the internal dialogue, obviously, because it's a movie unless you do, like, you know, weird voiceover. Um, but I think that actually works to the film's credit here because what you do get is you get a lot of shots of Jennifer Lawrence, just her, her face and her emoting. And I think she does such a good job that you don't need, you know, the boring voiceover of her saying, you know, talking about her feelings and everything that she sees while they go on the tour and stuff. And so I thought the beginning of the of the movie was really effective. You know, it shows you kind of where this whole conflict is leading beyond the games. And I think that's the main thing that I enjoy about this movie is that it really blows the world wide open. You know, you get to see a lot more. You get to see the other districts a little bit more, understand um, the the more about this world that they've created, which, by the way, the production design is great on, mm-hmm. on all these movies. Um, I oh, love, yeah. like the suits that the the peacekeepers wear, um, you know, the train, the Capitol looks ridiculous. And I want one of those little hologram TV things that President (laughs) Snow had at the beginning. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, everything looks really cool. And uh, I think the other thing that really made this movie more enjoyable for me was that once you do get into the arena, you know, in the first movie you spent most of your time with Katniss and with PETA and um, just kind of watched them go around. You had Rue and you had a couple other kind of supporting characters but bringing in, you know, the other victors and they're such interesting characters in the book. And I think they got pretty good people to bring them to life on the screen. Um, Sam Kaflin, I think that's how you say his name, um, the guy who plays Finnick. Um, I was actually really surprised by him because the last thing I saw him in was Pirates. And I thought he was like devoid of personality in that yes, movie. Yes, agreed. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so like when he popped up on here and he's doing this little like wry smile and I was like, oh, OK, OK. <laughs> yeah, this guy has something. Um, so it's cool to see him. Uh, Jenna Malone is great as uh, Joanna Mason. All these really interesting characters from the book that I was really happy were brought to life, like pretty much in, in the best way that I, that I could think of. Um, and so the stuff in the arena is great. Um, there's a lot. It's funny that um, I know Taylor had mentioned that there's not as much, I guess, kind of like violence in this one. But the small amount of violence that you do get here seems a little bit more brutal mm-hmm. to me. And I think yeah. that makes it more effective. Like, yeah. Um, you know, there's there's all the the things that the peacekeepers are doing and that President Snow has the capital doing to kind of keep the... And I think you feel it a lot more in this movie. And it's great because that ties into the whole theme of, you know, the, the oppression of the people and the people trying to fight back. Um, and just through through the entire movie, I just thought this was, you know, better paced than the, than the first one. And it's pretty well paced for a book adaptation. They, they trim a lot of the things that don't need to be in there or can't really make it into okay. the into the movie from the book and they I think they trim just the right things, keep all the good stuff. And it's a really, really solid movie. And um I was kinda glad that, you know, Francis Lawrence did away with the uh uh kind of like the shaky cam cinema verite mm-hmm. kind of thing that Yeah. Uh, that was in the first one, which like I had no problem with it before. I just I didn't really miss it. So um yeah, I really I really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I want to say that I really enjoyed this movie a lot, too. I was very much uh, captivated by it. And one of the things that really blew me away was just how different it is from the first one in that you get a sense of who these characters are. You get a sense of how much you hate the capital. And that's something I didn't really get in the first one. Um, Agreed. Like, I really just hated the president. And I really just hated how they were doing this because I thought it was wholly unfair about what happens to these uh, to these victors as they go into the 75th Hunger Games as well. And 
And it kind of bummed me out. Um, I also liked how they they focus a little bit more on the, I guess, uh, the characters outside of the Hunger Games. So, for instance, uh, Katniss's uh, sister and, and mother. And uh, I, Although I wasn't really sure if... I thought that Peeta had parents. I, I don't know. Maybe that's... I don't know. Um, but uh, I did actually didn't finish the second book. The reason I didn't finish the second book was because I wasn't a huge fan of the first book. Um, and I wasn't actually a huge fan of the first movie, but again, this one was something that really turned my attention toward maybe wanting to finish up that second book and uh, complete the series. So uh, I also gr- uh, agree that production design looked great. The visual effects look really good. The costume design is also really good as well. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, a lot of the supporting characters I thought had a, a a better approach this time. So for instance, Effie's character played by, uh, what's her face? Elizabeth Banks. Banks. Yeah, Elizabeth Banks. I thought that she had a little bit more range uh, in this one, especially when she's got to pick names out of a box and as well as give people their their gifts. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what's his name? Who's that rock star? Um, oh, oh, Lenny, Lenny Kravitz. Kravitz. He yeah. plays Senna. Yeah, I thought Lenny Kravitz still did a pretty good job. I, I liked him a lot in the first one as well. I thought he was the most grounded of the uh, of the folks that were trying to help out uh, Katniss. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, I really like this movie a lot. I, I, I just was blown away by how much uh, it changed and how, I guess, more adult it felt as well in terms of the themes, in terms of what was being shot and when sh- what was being shown. Um, I audibly said to myself, oh no, when they enter the Hunger <laughs> Games and Finnick throws this spear at this guy and it, it just like stabs him in the chest. I was like, oh no. <laughs> I, like, I totally forgot that this was a movie about, or I guess an arena where people have to kill each other. Um, and I thought that it was pretty clever what they did with the games. But let's dive into it a little bit more here. Um, you know, uh, I did want to say that what they did do for the the things in the, the Hunger Games arena was pretty cool in terms of what it turns out to be and how they uh, how they have to fight off like things that happen very much uh, on a larger scale, which I'm talking about like things like fog and, and giant tsunamis and things like that. Uh, I thought that that was clever, but I also thought, oh, I guess knowing what the full story was, I guess I know exactly what they were doing during those moments. I just I, I wanted to comment a little bit more on like the extended cast you have. I, I don't know how I forgot about um, Philip Seymour Hoffman as... Uh, uh, I always forget his name. Plutarch? Yeah, Plutarch. Uh, Heav- Heavensby? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the names in this movie, I swear. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, yeah, you know, he, he does a good job as like the head game maker. And I like him because you get, um, you get, you know, introduced to all the people in the Capitol and they're like all these like crazy flamboyant people. And yet like the two scariest people are the two most normal looking people, which are President Snow and uh, Plutarch, who, you know, they don't have anything crazily, you know, like gaudy or anything they wear. They're just kind of like almost kind of really simply dressed. But there's a, like a menace to them that's not, you know, in in all the other capital citizens, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, I agree. I actually, um, speaking, you know, about uh, the capital citizens and especially their outfits, I read, read a lot of stuff about how there were tons of designers like dying to be in this movie. And actually a lot of the outfits that Elizabeth Banks wears not only in um, the, I think there's like an orange outfit that looks she's got butterflies out on it when she does the reaping you know that was pulled directly from the runway as well as you know this this blue dress that's really ruffly that she wears um and you know this movie i feel like in terms of in comparison to the first one yeah the production the the capital you really did i remember one of the biggest criticisms in the first 
movie was a lot of people who were true fans of the book said that they didn't get a sense that District 12 was starving. Like, they mm. didn't get a sense of that, you know, because they always talked about they're starving, they're dying, and and in this one, there was a very, it was very clear, you know, that the capital has this excess and the rest of the citizens are uh, malnourished. So, um, you know, that was something that I, I, I thought that was really great in terms of this one, for sure. And definitely, I mean, just the, the malnourishment, but also just, I was just angry a lot. I really got yeah. that, that sense of, like, somebody needs to really throw these guys out in the street and just beat them up like uh mm-hmm. michael fassbender and shame but uh <laughs> <laughs> no but i also wanted to mention that a lot of the side characters uh i i'm pretty sure that's more fleshed out in the book but the character of mags uh i really liked mm-hmm. that character again i didn't finish the book so i never even got there the only part that i got to in the book was the part where the president visits katniss at their home and then i was like okay well i guess i'll just read this later so yeah which is exactly what i was talking about how the the movie's paced a little better right because they kind of just yeah, they, yeah. they shuffle through the beginning they get you on the train and then yeah 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 they also, also found the book they did they spent so much time on katniss's um depression and ptsd from the the first games uh-huh. which they 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 touched on brilliantly and again better pace you know kind of cut out the parts that need, didn't need to be there they were you you very you got a sense that like she's really messed up from these first games for sure but in the book it was like i'm so depressed i can't get out of bed i I, you know i keep waking up at night to the point where you're just like come on (laughs) so i i how dare you be upset you didn't go through anything traumatic um so i I, you know better pacing i can understand where you put the book down there because by the time you get to that point in the book you're like is anything going to happen at all like what's going on that, so that's, I get uh, that. that's funny that you mentioned that. I mean, two things I want to say is just uh, for the pacing. I thought that the pacing was pretty good too. The only part that I, I didn't kind of like was I thought they were gonna get to the Hunger Games a little bit faster. And but right when I was uh, right when I was on the ledge of like, okay, just just get to the games. They finally get to the games. So um, that was cool. But what you mentioned about the book that reminds me of Harry Potter book six, where Harry is just super teen angst of like I'm the one that has to carry all this <laughs> out. I have to do all this. Oh, you don't God, have to yeah. fight all this. Email time. And then okay. you're just you're super sick of it, and then all of a sudden the the book, in two thirds of the way, and kicks into high gear when Dumbledore says, "Hey, you know what? I know I've been doing all the secret stuff. I need you to come with me." And I was just really blown away by that book. Um, so perhaps I should pick a book too. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that and that PTSD and that depression um, has a lot to do with the next book and a lot of. Okay. Katniss's psyche moving forward um so I'm again I'm intrigued by how they they handled it in the movie because you do get a sense of it because without it in the third book and in the the next two movies you're going to really be missing a lot of what she's going through internally um so uh so yeah yeah when that happened during the film I wasn't sure if that was just sprinkled in just because or if that was something that is a larger theme because they they show a couple of scenes one where she wakes up out of bed, you know, very startled, and uh, and then Peta says, "I have the same dreams." And then there's an early on scene where she's hunting with uh, Liam Hemsworth, and you just see this quick flash. And I was thinking, "Wait a minute, that that wasn't there a second ago, was it?" Uh, <laughs> and, no, it wasn't. So so I guess that she does have these things, and um, yeah, I wasn't sure if that was gonna recur in the third book or if it's just you know like oh, yeah. something just for this movie or something just for the movie versus the book. So, 
Oh yeah, it's a, it's definitely a, a big theme, and I I can't give this away, but where Katniss is psychologically at the end of the book has a lot to do with a huge huge choice that's made on her point mm-hmm. her part. So um you know it, it's leading up to good things. I also thought a character speaking of side characters, um, Willow Shields who plays Prim Katniss. His sister mm-hmm. does an amazing job in the beginning. I felt because in the first book, you know, she's just like Katniss. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I but, agree with but she, <laughs> her whole basically her whole movie was just Katniss. Um, she, she does a great job. I felt when um, she's helping Gail, you know, in the whipping scene, and she helps her mom out. Who I don't know if you guys remember, but her mom um, was a severe alcoholic in the first in the first book and that was the reason why Katniss kind of took over and it was the family provider um so Prim kind of takes over in this scene and really does a great job of of I mean I feel like Willow Shields does a great job acting wise of showing that dichotomy with her mom saying no mom I'll take over I'll I'll do this and you can tell she's really coming into her own right which again is foreshadowing for the third Uh book so dun 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 she's gonna marry Finnick (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know if that's true i i just pulled that out of a hat uh, <laughs> i did want to say for the uh for the other characters um i was very sad when they when they had that that part with rue's district oh uh, i I, yeah. I didn't see that coming and i didn't i i think that it was kind of a bummer when they showed rue's face and they showed it like three times and i was it just got very dusty in the theater <laughs> So, because yeah, uh, that I, was my that was the the worst part in book one, the way that they described it and what happens and what the what the folks in that district send to her and uh, you know the reason for her three piece sign. So, um, yeah, I, I was very sad when that when they were touring that district and and they kind of go off card and uh, yeah, it was a bummer. So, but I did want to say there's a lot of death in this movie. Like, there's a lot of like uh, dark moments. I would say. So there's yeah. like the guy who gets shot right in the beginning, uh, whipping scenes, a bunch of punching scenes, a bunch of like self-sacrifice scenes, um, and even in the games, I know the games supposed to be uh, very much dark and depressing, but I was surprised by what happened there and the emotion from uh, Phoenix's face and everything like that. And it's just it's a bummer. So and even when Jenna Malone says love is weird and uh, you know yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, like I keep coming back to the to the cast, the supporting cast, and everything, but I think it's because that's what really for me helped fill out everything around you know Katniss, Peta, and Hamish, and whatever. Um, and I think it, it just lends weight to every to everything to have good actors doing things like you know, like you said, Phoenix emotion about you know when when things happen or when uh, you know Jenna Malone has a great line where she says they can't hurt me because there's nobody, there's I, nobody love I love anymore. Yeah. 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 So, so having all these people, you know, give good performances, like I said, gives a lot more weight because we saw deaths in the first one. We saw people get killed. We saw, you know, and the only one that really, um, you know, hit us, like you said, it was Rue's um, death. And I think there's having it, you know, I think the book, the book, and and therefore the movie makes a good choice by having all these people competing this time be past winners because I just by kind of by definition makes them more interesting um, once you're in the arena. And so it makes all the death and, you know, turmoil in the arena a lot 
more important, I guess, than just like, oh, like some random blonde guy got stabbed or, you know what I mean? Which they had, you know, they had that in the in the movie just from the other districts that they didn't really delve into. And I don't mm-hmm. know how it is in the book, but, you know, they, they do have like, oh, district nine, whatever, this person died. And you're just like, I don't know who that person is, but I guess it's, <laughs> I guess it's not that, that heavy in terms of the plot and where it needs to go. Yeah. Um, so... Um, I definitely wanted to say uh, that Jeffrey Wright was really funny in this movie, and his yeah. character, his other sidekick character, uh, I guess, nuts and bolts. Um, she was—I uh, don't know if you guys know but I was trying to pinpoint her during the movie, and I was like, I think that's the woman in Pulp Fiction when they're when they're it's, robbing. It's a man from a. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah, they're, they're robbing the cafe, uh-huh. and she's no, uh, she's just really scared. What are we gonna be? Three little Fonzies. And what's Fonzie like? He, he's cool. <laughs> so, he's cool. Yeah. Point the gun at me. Uh, that's my Samuel <laughs> Samuel Jackson impersonation. <laughs> but uh, anything else you guys want to shout out about the film? I'm just really, I, 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 I just hope that the third one is not a letdown. Or I guess both parts one and part two of the third one are not a letdown. Because I was on this pretty big high after this movie. So I hope that it's, uh, it's going to bring some justice can I talk about one thing I didn't like? Yeah, absolutely. And this, talk about everything you dislike. This will not. This will. This will not be giving anything away. But um, the last scene is uh-huh. is and there's again. This is not giving anything away. But it reminded me a lot of a last scene in Twilight, where the main character is just staring directly at the camera with all these emotions like flooding through her face to the point, and it lasted a little. A little too long, I felt. I mean, I totally got what they were doing. I completely why, but I just literally sat there. I'm like, did you guys not see Twilight? <laughs> did have you not? Did you not see? That's exactly how one of those movies ended. And literally, one of my friends turned to me and she's like, Psst, "I think we're in a Twilight movie. Are they gonna end it? Are they gonna end it like this? Oh, oh, yep, yep, they did." Which which oh, Twilight okay. movie is that that they're that they're sort of um, mimicking? It's the it's the second to last one, which of course I'm blanking right now. Right when she kind of wake, you know, when she is reborn of uh, being a vampire, mm-hmm. and she just looks up at the screen with her her red eyes. This was obviously not a spoiler. Don't worry, Katniss is not a vampire. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> She's not a man. Shows up. She's like, "I've been waiting for you. You're also having my baby. I've been watching you all this time. (laughs) I've been watching very cold breath." (sighs) Yeah, that that was that was the only. uh, I was kind of like, "Really, guys? Really, that's gonna happen?" Um, I will say that scene was kind of weird. Just just being in the theater and then, because you watch her kind of like look. The thing that I was thinking was she kind of like you know looks around around the screen before looking kind of directly into the screen. And I was like, she's not going to look directly into the camera, but she did. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I know. I thought it was an effective ending. I, I, I was, I'm probably... It was. I just, I was just, you know. Um, yeah, one thing about that last part of the movie that I also didn't like was uh, that very long 3D animation of the Mockingjay. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was God. That. That's a... Uh, that's and a what was that? For sure. But I just thought, this is going on for a long time. It's... <laughs> It's really showing you watch how much come to it, life. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they put a lot of effort into this one. It's going to do this 3D thing. It's going to spread its wings, and then it's going to go back and move like 40 degrees. Did you guys, did you guys watch it in 3D? I, I didn't watch it in 3D. Was it cool? No, me neither. 
No, yeah, I watched it in 2D, which I think just made that ending part worse. <laughs> because you can tell that it was meant to, like, you know, you're supposed to watch it kind of move around and, you you know, transform or whatever. And I was like, yeah, you know, even if it was in 3D, I don't know if I would like this. And in 2D, it just <laughs> didn't work yeah. at all. I just thought this was a really elaborate thing. So, All right, let's get to our review. Or, I, I'm sorry, our rating for the film. Um, so each week we uh, rate each movie based on when we should... Uh, when when you would tell friends to go and see it, and we have a rating scale of IMAX theater, Dollar Theater, Netflix, HBO TV, or just forget about it. Uh, on that scale, Taylor, where would you tell friends to see this movie? I would definitely say IMAX, and I'm like such a penny pincher, and people are like, oh, you got to go see it on IMAX. I'm like, I'm not spending thirty five dollars to go see a movie, <laughs> but for this one, this one definitely go see it in IMAX. You know, like you're saying, the color. Like, and the broad scale, I feel like, of a lot of the scenes would really translate really well on IMAX. Um, there's just so much detailing, especially just the Capitol and District 12 that would really kind of pop. Um, and, and, you know, totally, totally worth the $150 for the ticket. No, I'm just kidding. Jose? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm actually going to say IMAX, too. And I actually might go watch it again in IMAX at some point. I... Um, I don't know if you knew Taylor, but uh, there's a they shot I think portions of it in IMAX. So when oh I did read that in, yeah yeah when you get into the arena I, I hear that there's a it kind of blows out and opens up the way that you know this IMAX footage uh, does really well and so I'm kind of interested to go see that myself. So yeah, go watch it in IMAX and you might you might find me in there. Yes, <laughs> by himself. <laughs> yeah, and I then we'll have no friends. See, and then we'll see they beautiful creatures, and it'll be sad. Oh, <laughs> in the arena. Double feature in the arena. Yes, I had to kill all my friends, and so I watch movies by myself. Uh, I definitely give this. Uh, I was tweeting, tweet, tweet, tweet. I don't know. I was in between IMAX and theater, <laughs> um, and primarily because I, I, I was so sad that I didn't know if I wanted to see it again. But it's definitely worth watching in theaters with great sound and and great visuals. Um, so yeah, there you go. That's true. I mean, I, I, I hadn't really thought about that. If you hadn't read the book and you didn't know what was coming, I mean, I knew, you know, a lot of these characters uh-huh. were going to die, but I could totally see that. Like, what do you mean? She's also dead. I mean, I felt like when they did the canon scenes, it was unlike the first one where they had people, you know, obviously projected on up in the sky of who died. Mm-hmm. It was like tons of people every yeah. time. So I could I could see that being super sad because you know Jose and I kind of knew what was gonna happen next. So yeah, it's just it's dark, man. It's dark. It's a dark place. It's so life. dark. It's dark. All right. So I'm warning you guys. Divergence gonna be dark too. FYI. <laughs> George cool. Clooney's gonna be in it, and he's gonna be the father <laughs> of Shane Wilde again. Yes. <laughs> I think her mom's gonna be in a coma. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> her mom actually wakes up out of the coma. And it's actually played by uh by uh what's her face now Academy Award actress. Yeah. What's that? Isn't it Susan Sarandon in the in Divergent? No, am I making that up? Uh, I was thinking of Kate Winslet. Oh, oh right. Joke <laughs> over. Oh, right. Damn it. Joke. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Real yeah. punchline. Ah. Yeah. All right. Let's get back to that. Was uh... your? Oh, I'm sorry. If that was your demonstration of a talent. I think they would have rated you like a three. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's not gonna get <laughs> show now. <laughs> it's there. All right. Let's get to movie callback where we uh, talk about some. Or we just quickly name some movies that we thought about during or after the movie. Uh, Jose, did you have any movies that you thought of? Yes, um, I actually thought of Star Wars, and I think one of the reasons is because of the peacekeepers and those like clean white suits that they wear. 
which oh, are pretty yeah. cool. Um, yeah. I want one for like Halloween and stuff. I don't know. They just looked so cool with like the visors and you know the faceless enemy of the Empire. Yeah. Just, that that really gave me big Star Wars vibes. Taylor. And why did the main guy not wear a helmet? He was the only uh, one. He's a badass captain. That's why. Because you needed true. to see him was, have blood on his face. Yeah, yeah. And not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> blood on That's face. true. That is true. Um, I thought of actually keeping with what we were talking about before the podcast. I actually thought of Billy Elliot in a couple of scenes when um, Gail's walking out of the mines, and there's yeah, yeah, the, yeah. you know this there's this this Cole scene of of him watching her in the games. Um, you know, in these mines. Totally random and not... That makes um, total sense, though. Right? Because, yeah, the parents are, right? or the, the father and brother are mine workers in the, in that movie. And also, you know, what's going to happen is that Peter, or I'm sorry, Katniss is going to give them tickets and they're going to go see her dance ballet and they're just going to start <laughs> crying at the end. It was all worth it in the end. Katniss really, she's not training on her off time. She's really dancing on rooftops yeah, and exactly. uh, practicing, <laughs> practicing her tap moves. Beautiful Tchaikovsky at the end there. With she's <laughs> like da, na 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 na, like oh my gosh, Black Swan All of a sudden, revised. Revised. Hamish comes out in the end and does an epic lift with her. <laughs> oh yeah. The crowd erupts in enormous applause. Ah. <laughs> All right. I thought of. Uh, I think I mentioned this in the first time that we saw Hunger Games, but Equilibrium. Um, as well as, uh, oh, yeah. I thought of Halo ODST because of hmm. your, your point, uh, uh Jose, just the, the helmets. helmets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you look at Halo ODST, the helmets look like that for the, uh, the soldiers. For the recon guys. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty clever guys. Pretty clever. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's now get to our, uh, sponsorship time. Uh, today's podcast is, found to you, is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash podcast. There are over 100,000 titles to choose from, from your, for your Android, iPhone, Kindle, or MP3 player. For you, the listeners out now, of Out Now with Aaron and Abe, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to get uh, check out their service. I have a book. Obviously, it is very related. It is Goodnight Moon. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Hunger Games, Catching Fire, uh, and I believe that you can download the book, cancel your account, keep the book, and just be forever happy. So, Woo-hoo! although you could create another account, get the third book as well, cancel that one, and then be equally happy. So, I don't see how you would. Yeah, why? Why wouldn't you do it? <laughs> Stick it to the man and help us out. That's audibletrial.com slash podcast. All right, now let's get to feedback section. So we asked a lot of questions. Feedback, feedback, feedback. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> usually, usually I'm the one that does that, so that's why I didn't, I didn't want to do it for myself, but thanks. I, I had to do it. I had to. We got your back. Don't, don't worry. You got to pick up the slack. Awesome. <laughs> All right, so we asked a lot of questions here on the uh, good old Facebook page, and we had some pretty funny respo- responses. Um, first, we asked, uh, and feel free to answer the questions too, Taylor and uh, and Jose. Favorite young adult movie or young adult book turned into a movie, and uh, we had uh, Rebecca wrote Harry Potter four through seven. We asked, why not one through three? She said, those are children's books. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, April wrote Harry Potter, <laughs> then The Hunger Games. I also enjoyed the Uglies series. I've never read uh, the Uglies. Uglies, no, me neither. Yeah, it's a, it's a young adult book, obviously. 
Maxwell, friend of the show, writes, not including the topic at hand, which is Hunger Games, and since the Harry Potter novels are sold in the children's section and not the young adult section, my choices would be The Perks of Being a Wallflower, great book, pretty yeah. good movie as well, The Outsiders, yeah. and The Princess Bride. Yes, it's a young adult novel. I didn't know that. Oh. <laughs> Linda writes, The Diary of Anne Frank, the 1959 film, uh, was uh, the one that she was also thinking of. Mike writes, Twilight. No, I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Jason writes, Hoot, love that book and film. And that's a pretty clever book cover. If you guys haven't seen it, check it out. Oh, uh, Tyler writes, Until a Charlie Bone movie is made, I have to go with The Outsiders. And Adam writes, Harry Potter. We then asked, If you were in a survival setting, what would be your weapon of choice? Scott writes, A Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> Mike writes a rock. Uh, oh. <laughs> Jason writes so Captain America's shield made of uh, vibranium, so I'm Ooh, sure that's a great nice. Idea. Joe writes ED209, which is the giant robot monster from uh, Robocop. That's exactly so, what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> it's the one that malfunctions all the time and kills the, the guy who's in charge of it. <laughs> and Matthew writes a lightsaber. I'd probably end up killing myself accidentally, but I have fun for at least the rest of my life. Uh, uh, and then Aaron writes uh, all the way from South Africa: mutated dogs or tracker jackers, or mutated dogs with tracker jackers Ooh. in their mouths, and when they bark, they spit tracker jackers at you. <laughs> so even while oh, that's South right. Africa, they didn't. They didn't have a lot of morphing different characters this time. No, they yes. didn't. Yeah, different There's animals. Some good ones in the third. I one. thought that that one in the first movie looked ridiculous, though. So, but that's just me. The way yeah, that they had the dogs. The effects was a little. Yeah. Exactly. Speaking of RoboCop, did you guys see the trailer for that? That's coming out. Yeah, we're 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 okay on it. I mean, I don't know if we're super high on it, but uh, why doesn't he just wear the mask the whole time? I don't know. I know it was pretty effective in the first one, or in I know. the original series. We'll I did want to say I I do own a bow. I'm a very unaccomplished archer, but maybe I'll take it with me into the arena. Does it have, like, the rubber stickies at the end where you can just, like, (laughs) Donald Duck style? (laughs) Boing. I'll just bring my Nerf gun and and, and make it different. It's got, like, shanks at the end or something. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. They'll be, like, pencil (laughs) tips, but it won't do very well. I'll bring the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> oh, nice. Nah, that's just that's stupid. All right. <laughs> we then asked, who is your favorite archer? Uh, Katniss, Merida, Hawkeye, Legolas, etc. A lot of these were really funny. I'll, I'll get to those in a second. But uh, Christopher writes Robin Hood. Uh, Robert James also writes Robin Hood, Errol Flynn's edition. Um, April writes, that's really tough. I would have said Legolas, but I think my answer is Katniss. Uh, Kenneth writes, Oliver Queen, any man who can accurately fire a boxing glove arrow, has to be a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Corey writes, Jason Voorhees in Friday the 13th, the 2009 remake. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Nick writes, Robin Motherhood. <laughs> <laughs> the gangster version. Yeah. Uh, Danny started this off. He's, he writes, Sterling Archer. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, Aaron writes, H. John Benjamin, I win. <laughs> I win. Um, Nick also writes, Sterling Archer, which, uh, again, <laughs> it's a repeating answer that everyone loved. Uh, friend of the show, Alan writes, Rambo. Ryan Lippett also writes, Rambo. And then Alan writes, 
Actually, Charlie Sheen in Hot Shots, part duh. Part duh. Oh, that was, I hope somebody would say that. And then he writes Robin Hood, Disney and Kevin Costner character. Same, uh, that's still Alan. And lastly, Alan writes, scratch all of that. Gizmo, Gremlins 2, the new batch. Yes. <laughs> Where Gizmo starts wearing, like, fatigues, and he's got, like, the red bandana, like, Rob, or that's right. Rambo. I do want to say, they missed out on the best Robin Hood, which is Carrie O's. In, uh... Who, who uh... else can shoot six arrows at once? <laughs> there you go. Men in tights. And Dave Chappelle's in that. Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> With his pumps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we asked, if you were in the Hunger Games, what item would you hope that your sponsors or your mentor sent your way to help you win? Joe writes, a laser cannon. Laser cannon. <laughs> Early win writes, GPS, so you know where everyone is and you can hide and evade. And Adam writes, a gun with a lot of bullets. I never used a gun before. That's why I need a lot of bullets. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one who thought about the gun thing. I'm like, there's no guns in it? All right. Uh, they clearly then, have them, but they just they just don't give them to them in the arena. Exactly, yeah. They're, they're like, this is not an entertainment. You know, it's kind of like drawing it out. They're like, no, no, no. It'll be it's over too quickly. We can't have guns. And then we asked, what's your favorite film about an uprising? Friend of the show, Adam Gentry, writes, Ooh, right now I'll go with Children of Men, V for Vendetta, and Brazil, because England can't catch a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Children of Men, that's, that's a good one. Children of Men, yeah. William Hill writes, Red Dawn, the original. Wolverines! <laughs> Jason writes, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh. uh, he also writes, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, which I can see, and Harry Potter. Yeah, which I can see. Joshua writes. I thought of uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, or was it Rise? Rise. The one with the uh, James Franco. Yes. Yeah, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Um, Jason Joshua writes. V was going to be my answer, but Adam beat me to it. Linda writes. One flew over the cuckoo's nest, which is a very terrific uprising in a ward, I would say. Um, Mike writes. Where the wild things are, which I guess you could see, maybe. Um. Philip has yeah. a great answer. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yes, I would agree with all that. I especially like the part where they're revving up a motorcycle and a small-scale motorcycle <laughs> comes out. <laughs> Joe rides Animal House. Yes, against the uh, the stupid warden or the the uh, I forget his name. The guy with the stupid helmet. Um, <laughs> Willie Joe rides Rugrats. So okay, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get that milk. <laughs> Uh, friend of the show Jim Deese writes gotta do what a baby's gotta do. Uh, Craig writes Under Siege because of Steven Seagal and George writes The Dark Knight Rises yeah see what I did there yes <laughs> yeah I see what you did there with the ellipse <laughs> and that was feedback so feedback 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 <laughs> thanks Jose. feedback was... feedback feedback thanks both of you that was a... yes. we got feedback on the feedback I know? was trying to harmonize feedback 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's get to uh let's see here some box office uh last week we predicted where some of the uh some of us predicted leah or salim uh leah aldridge uh, both from just seen it aaron and myself predicted what uh hunger games would be doing i predicted an awesome 86 million dollars salim went with 160 aaron went with a written 140 I'm sorry. And Leah said that she would uh, match what uh, it did last or for the last film, which was 157 or 152, uh, one or the other. 
very much to my surprise, or probably not to my surprise, much to my chagrin, uh, Hunger Games Catching Fire <laughs> Part 2 uh, did $161 million this week. So that is pretty wow. pretty darn good, I would say. Uh, its budget was $130 million, so it's already covered that. It's probably going to make up some marketing expenses. Next week, it's probably going to go crazy. Um, in the world, it's already made $307 million. So, I mean, yeah, I guess Jeez. everyone loves this movie. I, I think what we're saying is we should all write books for young adults that center around a hero <laughs> trying to overthrow a sadistic government. So that was box office. And next week with Thanksgiving, forget it. Yeah, well, Frozen comes out too, and Frozen has been getting some pretty good reviews. So, I mean, I guess in terms of family films, what would you go see more, especially if you have young kids, maybe Frozen. But Hunger Games, I'm pretty sure it was not going to yeah. count that much, especially with the yeah. uh, the I was going to say you'd thing. think Frozen, but at my at the screening I went to, there was like eight year olds and like seven year olds, and I was like, this might be a little dark for your kids. <laughs> but um, yeah. There's actually a great... So, you know when uh, Joanna's character is introduced? She has a very uh, interesting introduction. Oh, I, I love that. <laughs> elevator. She's the camera? No, no, no. When she's in the elevator. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, she like, walks in and, you know, and Peta and... Uh, uh, what's his name? Are very impressed. Hey, but there was one kid way up in, like, the top row somewhere behind me. And he just goes, Ew, she got naked in the elevator. <laughs> and that was, like, the best thing ever. That kid is going to be so sad when he finds out that he really likes that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's like, cooties. <laughs> Boobies. All right. <laughs> so that was box office there. Um, let's move into games, which I don't have an awesome xylophone for. So just pretend that there's a xylophone playing right now. Awesome. I like that xylophone. <laughs> That's a great. That I'm going to input some different song in there or some different noise. He's running some gangster rap. Yeah, Coolio. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I've got this game for you guys this week. It is based off of a response that we got in terms of your favorite archer. So this game is called Danger Zone. Uh, I'm going to read you guys <laughs> some lines. It's You either have to choose between Sterling Archer, the ISIS secret agent, or whether it was said from Katniss Everdeen, the girl on fire. Yes. All right. Ten questions here. All right, first one. So when you filled out your insurance, you weren't thinking of my tan, muscular arms or my ass in the combat firing stance? <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to go with Sterling Archer. <laughs> no real winners this week, again, because these, this game is just too good. Too good. Yes. Number two. So you're here to make me look pretty. Definitely Katniss. Katniss is correct, yeah. Yeah. And the, the continuing line is, I'm here to make you... Uh, I'm here to help make an impression, which is said by uh, Senna. Uh, number three. What the hell is that? You don't talk to me, and then you say you have a crush on me? You say you want to trend alone? Is this how you want to play? Let's start right now. Oh, Sterling Archer, for sure. That was actually... Oh, gonna... <laughs> I was going to call Katniss, actually. Yeah, that was actually Katniss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Poor Peter. Yeah. Peter. He always gets the like the... Even in this movie, there's, like, nothing he does that is correct. He, like, falls. He gets <laughs> They have to carry him. Was a, did you guys watch... Uh, he was the host for Saturday Night Live last night? Oh, yes. right. I still got to watch that. And uh, part of his monologue joke was about how he's very easily injured. <laughs> oh. Uh, but he can... He, I love 
He can design <laughs> love- the cake. True, that's true. I'll, I'll get him for my wedding. I love when Hamish is like, you could live for the rest of your life and never be worthy enough for him or something like that. And it's basically like, stop being a jerk. <laughs> Pete is yeah, cool. He's, he's got a heart of gold. I like that about his character, though. I mean, I like how yeah. people defend him. Not so much defend him, but they, they see that he he is uh, a good dude. All right. Uh, number four here. I'm not saying I invented the turtleneck, but I was the first person to realize its potential as a tactical garment. The tactile turtleneck. The tactile neck. <laughs> Sterling Archer. Sterling Archer. That is correct. <laughs> you both win. <laughs> uh, you can five. get one of those from Think Geek, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think you can, yeah. <laughs> number five. The girl from two. She threw a knife. I'm okay. Katniss. Katniss. That is correct. Went out on a limb there. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next one. I swear I'm a Finnish skydiving enthusiast who... Why am I speaking English with an American accent? <laughs> Sterling. Obviously, it's Archer. <laughs> All right, next one. Well, not necessarily spaghetti and meatballs, but not necessarily not spaghetti and meatballs either. I mean, man, I really want some spaghetti and meatballs. I mean, if I didn't get some spaghetti and meatballs, I could literally die. <laughs> Archer. Yeah. That's correct. (laughs) Right. Or some. (laughs) Or some, yeah, some very, uh, very. Starved citizens in the capital. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, in your district, Jose, in your district where they have. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. (laughs) They don't have enough pasta for. They don't have enough grains for the pasta, though. (laughs) All right, next one. Maybe I can. I am smart, you know. I want to say Katniss. Archer. It is Katniss. The rest of that is. Uh, I'm also a good hunter. Or I'm sorry. Her sister says you're also a good hunter. Uh, It's when the it's when the the, she's leaving. I guess maybe you can win. Uh, Oh. All right. Two more. Next one. Mother, you've been lying to me my entire life. Just for once, I want you to tell me the truth. Katniss. I'm gonna say Sterling. It's actually Sterling Archer. Yeah. And his mother yes. replies, "Well, people in hell want water." <laughs> All right, last one, last one. Cry havoc and let slip the hogs of war. Sterling. Yeah. It is Sterling Archer. Woo-hoo. Lana says, "Dogs of war," and then Archer says, "Whatever farm animal for war." Lana, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds a little profound for Katniss. She's usually too emo to say stuff like that. <laughs> I right. think Taylor won. You know what I forgot? Sweet. I forgot to do uh, Out Now Cookies, TM. I oh, oh, yeah. Good. Sorry about that. So, Out Now Cookies, TM. Did you guys see anything this weekend uh, other than the Hunger Games or last week? doesn't have to be new or relevant. Uh, what did I see recently? I saw Don John recently. Oh, nice. Was... What did you think? Obviously, a little bit behind. Hysterical, except the ending, a little weird. Hmm. It kind of, it kind of had a weird, uh, kind of had a weird twist, but um, but I liked it. It was hysterical, and I laughed my ass off. Did you? So definitely go see it. Uh, did you enjoy the gratuitous amounts of boobs? You know what? I someone was like, "Don't go see it." There's so much porn. I was actually surprised by the lack of porn. I thought there was gonna be like <laughs> like hardcore the whole time, but I I thought it was a tasteful amount. <laughs> Of, of boobies, I did. I, I, think I saw that, it 
that that have to give it like an NC seventeen or triple X rating if if they actually showed, yeah, showed yeah. that much. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, it's it's not a movie about porn. That's that's the the good thing about it, which is just yeah. it's about a guy who has different perceptions about what love is, I guess. So yeah. anything else that yeah. you saw? No, not recently. Okay. I've been watching a lot. I've been trying to catch up on Bones on Netflix. Oh, nice. I'm about seven years too late, but um, <laughs> oh, it's a good show. It's teaching me about it's anatomy. It's great. Cool, Jose. Cool. No, no, I don't think so. I've also been like uh, binging on TV. I started watching The Good Wife, which is really good. Ooh. Oh um, yes. So solid. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't think I watched anything. Anything new recently? I'm I'm about to head into finals. So. Oh right, yeah. So you're like super. Yeah, yeah you're you're just going Sea Biscuit here with your blinders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm totally going using that. That is exactly. That is my new thing. Gotta focus, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I saw Starbuck, which is the movie that um, Delivery Man with Vince Vaughn is based yeah. off of. Oh right. It's it's a French Canadian film. Uh, about a guy who, uh, in his youth, donates a lot of sperm, and apparently gets like twenty six thousand dollars for it. Which, if that were possible, I might have to consider <laughs> my employment options. But uh, <laughs> um, uh, it's actually a pretty good film. It's it's kind of solid. It you know it moves along pretty pretty smoothly. I didn't see Delivery Man. I, I know that Aaron did. Certainly uh, something that it's on Netflix streaming, so you can definitely check it out there. Oh okay. Yeah. So. That's kind of we're kind of near the wrap up point here, guys. So next week Where? we're going to talk about Frozen, the new Disney animated movie about a snowman losing his carrot nose. Uh, <laughs> from uh, from the all I've seen in the teaser trailer. I was going to say the plot line seems a little thin on this one. Anyone else? I something I've about heard that I mean, it is. Well, uh, I I think if you watch the the full length trailer, it kind of gives you some more information about what's going on, and it seems like. Much... Yeah, she's got like sister issues. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, some weird sister issues. And her sister's like freezing everything. Yeah, but, uh... this is another one that I wish was just two D hand drawn animation, but I'll still go watch it. Oh, I've been yeah. hearing really good things about it though, so that's the yeah, yeah, including the soundtrack. So um, let's try and predict what it's gonna make next week. Um, let me pull up something Ooh. here really quick. How much did Tangled make? Well, yeah. I was gonna say if it's if it's from it's, it's from I know it's from the same team as Tangled, so I'll definitely see it. Yeah, it's from Disney Animation and, and Tangled on its opening weekend made forty eight million. Brave, uh, okay. uh, which is sort of similar, made sixty six million. And the most recently, I think Wreck It Ralph came out from Disney, and Wreck It Ralph made forty nine million. Uh, so oh, that surprises me. Yeah, but I mean, it went on to to gross a lot more. Yeah. So um, there's definitely some appeal here especially from the i'm sure from like the the positive buzz that it's been generating and again i think it's it's coming out at a, a great time which is that holiday thanksgiving time so it's probably gonna have legs through december i would assume but uh any ideas any guesses Jose? um i'm going to go with let's see tangled me 48 let's go mm, 50 Fifty million, okay. Opening weekend. All right. Taylor? I'm I'm actually I'm gonna sound like a hater on this one, but I'm actually gonna if Tangle made forty eight, I'm gonna guess I'm gonna I'm gonna go with forty. I'm not seeing this as I don't know. I know I, I feel like it's gonna be a sleeper, kinda like Wreck It Ralph. Mm-hmm. Um 
that that ends up grossing more. But um, I'm going to say 40 on this one. Okay. Uh, hmm. I'm going to go with my gut here and say uh, <laughs> my gut's taking a long time to think, actually. <laughs> so, yeah. it's, it's not built for that, so that makes sense. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go between you guys. Uh, well, somewhere in between. I'll say uh, forty-three point seven million. <laughs> <laughs> I always love go. the decimals. Yeah, forty-three point seven million dollars. All right. Okay. Uh, Again, I feel like this is one that didn't have a lot of setup time. Like Brave, I feel like we were waiting for. I was kind of disappointed for a while. But I heard that there was a lot of production issues with that movie as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what happens, though. And I, I kind of want to pick out, or I, I do want to listen to the songs, which I hear are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's going to be another, it's going to be a, a musical Disney animated film. So I don't know. Was there was there a song in Brave? I don't recall. There was like an ending song that they built up a lot. But, but none of the characters wasn't... actually sing anything. It wasn't, no, okay. no. Okay. People think I... People think I look like the girl in Brave, so I, I had to make sure I vetted it out. So I, I, I was I was pleased with that movie. People think you, now now we're gonna have to put that. Like, Wait, are you a redhead? I am. Yeah, I have, I have red curly hair. Well, yeah, we'll definitely so have to people, like. People find are like, out. oh my gosh. We'll just put a we'll just post a picture we'll of Merida in, in the in the show notes. Side by side. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor, AKA Merida. Right. I, hey, I'm fine with that. That's cool. <laughs> All right, so that's going to do it for this week's uh, edition of Out Now with Aaron and Abe. Uh, you can find uh, all of our shows over at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, as well as the HHW LED Podcast Network, where you can find other reviews, such as the Walking Dead TV Podcast, Legion of Dudes, uh, Half Hour Wasted, as well as the Ichapod, Pain, Ichapod Crane Podcast. Uh, you can find more of our work over at walrusmoose.blogs.com and twitter.com slash walrusmoose. Jose, where can people find more of your work? Um, my blog's at thethoughtfulslacker.blogspot.com. Um, I was doing core recaps over at the Celebrity Cafe, and actually, uh, I think just yesterday, my recap for the finale went up, so that's cool. Nice. And uh, I think I'll be doing some some trailer talk on there as well once a week, so find some of my stuff there. Awesome. On Twitter is just Jose Cordova, which is my name. Cool. Taylor? Okay, so you can totally stalk me on um, my soon-to-be-updated more frequently blog, just so you know, which is at tvonshesallthat.tumblr.com, and on the on the Twitter, as, not the Facebook, um, on Twitter at VonTR. So stalk me all you, all you want. Uh, sure. I don't know if stalking is the right word we want to use. Adore <laughs> and praise. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Adorn and yeah. Adorn feed and me grapes. grapes everyone feed me grapes no, just kidding. Uh, you can also find out uh, find all of our episodes over at now.podderman.com uh, as well as check out our YouTube page youtube.com youtube we're also over at outnowpodcast at gmail.com where you can sh- uh, send us your comments or questions interact with us over at facebook.com where you can answer our questions we'll answer yours and we'll also probably read your answers out on the air um, you can also follow us over at twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast where we post things in relation to how we're doing against Facebook and we're, we're not faring all that well. So please help us follow, find more followers and our latest endeavor outnowpodcast.tumblr.com where we post fun things we find around the internet as well as the latest episodes. Taylor and Jose, it's been a lot of fun uh, talking about the Hunger Games as well as a bunch of non-secretors. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> thank you guys both for being on and, 
Thank you. Yeah. yeah, always a good time. Okay, so until May the, the odds time. be ever in your favor. <laughs> Forever and ever. Forever? Forever. Forever ever. All right. <laughs> until next time, so long and goodbye. Letting go. I'm finally at peace, but it feels wrong. Slow. I'm getting up My hands and feet are weaker than before And you are folded on the bed Where I rest my head There's nothing I can see Darkness becomes me But I'm already there I'm already there Wherever there is you I will be there too Remember the last Hunger Games? Well, no, there's more on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> <And> Saturday. <laughs>